Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a great day God has given to us that we can gather and hear His word even today. One of the desires of every human being on this earth is success. But what is the secret of success? As we look in the book of, or in the first Psalm, we learn of how we succeed as people. I believe the Psalm will change the perspective of life and you understand that success is only in doing God's word. Be blessed. Today we are looking into the Psalter. Uh, the title of the message today is The Secret or the Secret of Success in All You Do. We shall read the book of Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1. Let me just say it like that. It reads thus. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assemble of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, by the, but the way of the wicked will perish. As human beings, we always wish to be successful in whatever we engage in. It might be business. It is a prayer for anyone who engages in business, regardless of the size, whether it's a small business or a large-scale business. The, the idea is that the person wants to be successful. We want to be successful because we have invested our energy, our time, our thinking, and everything into whatever we are doing and wanted to be successful. It might be a, you are a, a, a training or learning. You want to acquire that qualification. You want to be successful. You study, you write all the, the assignments and the, the homework or whatever. You want to succeed. It is always good to succeed in whatever you do. It makes you to feel good seeing something from zero until completion and also seeing your vision accomplished. So we want to be successful. But time and again, we do things and we fail. What is the problem? So today, this verse gives us the way to succeed because it says whatever the, 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 the righteous do or this kind of a person does, he succeeds. Now, what is to be blessed? It's important to understand that what does it mean to be blessed. It's a term that is used as Christians. Uh, even in general, we, are no, we, we use the term, you are blessed. Blessed be this, blessed, blessed be this. We, we, we always say it. We always hear some people say, you have my blessing in whatever you're doing. I'll look at the online definition for or the term blessed. It's defined as a person, uh, as a prosperous person in the worldly affairs, enjoying spiritual happiness, the favor of God, and enjoying heavenly felicity, which is the intense happiness. That is blessed. It is having the favor 
of God. When we are talking about favor, you, you having the, the, the support from the Lord. I also want to bring this other definition that we are used to when someone says, you have my blessing in whatever you are doing. We know this commonly in people who are getting married or whatever they are doing, where someone who is senior or regarded as important will say, you have my blessing in whatever you are doing. The understanding is that the person is understanding his inclination to supporting whatever you are doing, inclination to support you, disposition. They are there to support you. It might be physical, but it might also be emotional, whatever that Whatever you are doing, they are there and they are supporting it 100%. These are people you can approach. They are always there to support and give you advice because they've said, we are with you 100%. Now, when God says you are blessed, it means first you have his favor and you have him as a person or is inclined to whatever you are doing. So the person that is that we are talking about here, is blessed. God is with that person. Whatever he does, God is there. Let me further define the term blessing, how it comes about in the Bible. If you read the Bible in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 28, God says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fold of heavens and all animals that move on earth. Here, God, he was talking to Adam and Eve. We also find a similar verse in chapter 9, verse 1 of Genesis, where God said, uh, the Bible says, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. We also learn of this when Jacob actually was on was returning to Bethel in the book of Genesis chapter 35 verse 11 God says and God said to him I am almighty be fruitful and increase in number Now there is a common term that is coming up here because the, this, this chapter that we are looking into which is in the book of uh, the Psalm chapter 1 is talking of a metaphor of a tree we will get to that in verse 3 but there is fruitfulness that is linked to being blessed. Someone who is blessed, as we have read, there is an element of being fruitful. That's what we see, we find in Noah, it's what we find in Abraham, we find also in Jacob, be fruitful. Now, if we're talking about something that is fruitful, we mean that it multiplies. It doesn't remain one. That thing has to multiply. It's commonly used, the term is more of a tree because it is talking about a fruit. Now, for a tree to multiply, it basically means the, the environment is conducive. The atmosphere is okay for it to produce, uh, which we are talking about. There's enough humidity. Uh, the soil is fertile enough. The temperature is okay. All those things, they make it to be fruitful. So when you have a blessing of God, it means the environment where you are becomes conducive for you to be blessed. There is also an element of, that was the element of being fruitful and multiplying. You multiply. And then there's also an element of to fill, to subdue, to take dominance of whatever is there. You overcome whatever is there and you take possession of that.
We also find a similar example in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 26, where Uzziah, a young king who sought God, this was a king who sought God, and God was with him. He says, and God sought, uh, and he sought God in the days of Zachariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. As long as he sought God, God blessed him. As long as he seeked God, as long as he was in, he was someone who wanted God in whatever he did, he did or whatever he did, God was there to bless that person. So God is a part of that person. If you have the favor of God, God is with you in whatever you are doing and he blesses you in whatever you are doing. But I want us also to look into the Testament, the New Testament, because most of what I was saying was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the vision or the, the term blessed is the same, but the focus is a little bit different. It's more eschatological now as it refers to actually what will happen when you die or what you have on the other side. A similar or common are the Beatitudes that we find in Matthew chapter 5. I'll quote one, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So they are blessed. They have the favor of God that regardless of not qualifying to be people who can get to heaven, they will get to heaven because they have the favor of God. Blessed also entails the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. First Peter chapter 4, verse 14 says, If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit of glory and God rests upon you. That is blessing. In other words, God is inclined on in you. God is with you in whatever you do. And then you have the presence of God. Now, I want us come, to come again to the metaphor that we find in verse 3. This person is likened to a tree that is planted by the strings of water, streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Now, a tree that is planted by the water is always green in summer, or in winter. It depends where you are in terms of the, the climate of the world. But where I am, in winter trees, they dry up, they lose the leaves. And there's actually like some of them, they look as if they are dry, but they are not dry. They are just still or there, but there are no leaves. But someone who is blessed by God is likened to a tree that has the leaves even in winter. Those are people that are blessed by God. The reason is that it has a secret source. The secret source is where the water is. If we read Jeremiah 17, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Whose trust is in the Lord? He is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for, it le for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. That is a tree that is planted by the water. It gets its strength from the hidden water, from the streams of water. Our streams of water, or where the source is, is God himself. If you are a Christian and you keep your faith in God and you draw your strength from the Lord, you are always green like that tree. What does that mean? What does that mean that you are always green? It basically means throughout 
in summer and in winter, your faith is cemented in God because you know who supplies you whatever you need. You are always focusing on God. Even in poverty, when there's sickness, you get your joy and your strength from the Lord. When you are rich or everything, there is an abundance of whatever you have. There is something, your faith is kept in the Lord. And even when you are in sorrow, your faith is in the Lord. Now, I want to go back to verse 1. What is this person? What, are they, what is his conduct? How, what makes him to be blessed? The Bible says, this man does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. That's the first thing. He does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. If you talk about the term counsel, we are talking about the advice or the guidance or direction that you get from uh, anywhere and instruction. So a person who is blessed does not take counsel from the wicked or people who are sinners. He does not. He, does, he knows where he gets the counsel from. So everybody gives advice these days. You've got advice from the internet. You've got advice from the media, television, TikTok, and whenever. Everybody is giving advice. But what kind of advice are you receiving? Is it from a righteous person? Or is it uh, advice that is uh, actually causing a... Uh, more problems to you. Actually, it's giving you false advice that de destroys whatever you are or whatever you are doing. The best advice is from people who fear the Lord. It says, no stand in the way of the people, of, of the sinners. Now, this kind of person does not follow or is not part of sinners. Following someone is doing what they do. If you follow someone, you're doing what they do. It's common. Uh, we know it in the social media. I'm following so-and-so. You are following whatever he's doing. You want to know what he's doing, and you want to be part of this. So sometimes people, they envy some of these people, and they want to be part of them. We are living in a time of idols where we look at someone, and we think these people, they're living an ideal life, and we want to be like them. Sometimes these people are sinners. If you stay there, you are not blessed because you are learning something that is not from God. Now, the, the other part says, no, sit in the seat of mockers. Other says, no, sit in the seat of scoffers. That's, it's the same thing. This verse, talk, this verse, I'm sorry, talks about sitting in the in being part of the people who are wicked. Scornful people are people who do open dislikes disrespect or mockery, often mixed with indignation. Annoyed, these people, they just talk in an, with anger, in other words. Whatever they say, they say with anger, they're annoyed, whatever is there. They, they, they speak in a mockery way. We are used to it in the times that we are in, more especially on social media, where someone will open a false or fake account and then they will just write whatever they wish to write about whatever happened. And you find sometimes Christians are part of those uh, groups that are actually not good ones, that are mockers. A Christian is mocking. He's also part of that. You are mocking. You are not blessed. That's what this verse is saying. So be careful of what you join 
on the social media or wherever it can be even physical and be careful of what you say. So be careful to be part of what is godly. It would be not advisable for a Christian to be part of gossipers. There's a group on the social media, gossipers, and you are there as a Christian, as a gossiper. That's not a good thing that God wants us as people of the Lord. God is concerned about how we conduct ourselves, whom we associate with. Psalms 1 verse 2 says, but his delight is in the way, in the law of the Lord. So this person's delight is in the law of the Lord. What is the law of the Lord? The law of the Lord is the word of God. If you delight on something, it means you enjoy whatever is there and you like having it. So other verses say, say, say the NET, instead he finds pleasure in obeying the Lord's commands. He meditates on his commands day and night. What does this mean? We have the word of God to read. Read it each and every day. But does it mean I don't have to think about anything? This is it's a metaphor. Actually, it's that you have to read the word, meditate, and apply it in your life. Make the law of God or the Bible practical in your life. What does that mean? What, how does it change you? You see, when you read the word of God each and every day and apply it in your life, it changes the way you do things. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you reason or you comprehend the situations because you look at them from a faith perspective or from a, a perspective that fears God. Someone who reads the word of God and someone who does not read the word of God, these two people are different. The way they reason is completely different. The way they tackle situations is different. But people who fear God, they Fear what the word says. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do, so, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. What does this mean? It means the word of God remains important that as Christians we respect what it says. So if you meditate on the word of God and do what it says, you are a blessed person. You meditate on it day and night. Whenever you face a situation, you look at what does the word of God say I should do in such a situation? If you are mistreated, what should I do? What does the word of God say? If someone steals from you, you look at what does the word of God say? If someone scandalizes your name, what does the word of God say? Because the word of God says we should forgive. If you meditate on the word of God and you do it, you will forgive even your enemies. One of the things that we find that makes us not to meditate or do the word of God is pride. Pride makes us to overlook God's command. Pride makes a person look down on the word. Luke 6 verse 27 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Arrogance will say no. 
that's not me. I cannot go and apologize or do good to this person who did this to me. That person is not uh, delighting in the word of God. We have to delight in the law of the Lord and be happy to do it. And we meditate on it. On How can I apply it in every situation? There are problems in my marriage. What does the word of God say in this situation? There's a problem in business. What does the word of God say in this? Whatever you go through, you reference to the word of God. And God says that, and that person is a blessed person. So we are blessed. We are talking about somebody who is like that. Then the, 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 the psalm now talks about the wicked. Verse 4, not so to the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. There are people who are good and they are wicked people. This we find in the word today. They are wicked people. Now, these people who are wicked are not like the tree that is in and out of season evergreen. In other words, these people, sometimes they are not green. He, he, he references them to something like chaff. Chaff is like something that is just blown away by, uh, by wind. Just is something that is actually even useless. So people who are wicked, they are actually useless. And in other words, they don't experience the prosperity that the word of God says. The wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the wicked in the righteous. Now, this is now more eschatological. It refers to the coming time because there is a judgment day. We always, uh, not always, but sometimes we forget that the judgment day is coming. There will be a judgment day for the righteous and for the unrighteous. Now, if we come to the end of uh, the verse, which is verse 6, says, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the wicked way of the, sorry, but the way of the wicked will perish. What does that mean? The Lord watches on the person who meditates on his word. This person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. This person who is not part of people who are planning evil things. People who gossip evil. People who engage in evil acts. You are part of a group that gossips. You are part of a, you, you even comment and part of a group maybe on social media. You even post comments that are degrading, that are not building, that are not constructive as a Christian. You are part of it because I know you'll say, no, but I'm not there physically. I've just clicked like and I just comment anonymously. But God knows that you are the one who posted whatever comment is there. So it is important as Christians, if we want to succeed in whatever we do, that we live a life that is righteous, a life that fears God. Even in secret, whether it's secret, it's social media or it's people you, are, you, 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 you meet physically where you can discuss about things, be careful of what you do. What do you discuss? What does it say about the next person? Is it something that is constructive? Where do you get your advice? Do you get your advices from people who fear God? Do you, do you get the advice from the word of God? Because if you meditate in the word of God, it changes your way you think 
and it will advise you. The, the best advice is in the word of God. I don't know how I can explain it, but when you read the word of God and it becomes part of you, it changes the way you, 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 you deal with situations, as I've said earlier. It advises you, it counsels you. The Holy Spirit, it's easy for the Holy Spirit to guide you if you obey and you meditate the word on the word of God because the Holy Spirit will not be contrary to what the word says. So if you're thinking of the word and the word of God is part of what you do on your daily life, the good thing is when the Holy Spirit gives you direction, counsels you because he's our counselor, he finds that your heart is soft to God and then you become a blessed person. People who do not read the word, they are so hard to deal with because everything they do and what they want to solve, they deal with it from a, a fleshly or carnal perspective because they just think on their own and they think this is how it has to be. But a person who meditates on the word of God, this is a person who reads the word of God, thinks about it day and night and wants to apply it and applies it actually in his daily life. That kind of a person is different. And then this person will be like this tree and he is blessed. Now, as we come to a close of the session, what is it that you engage in? Who are the people who give you advice? Do you take it from the, do you believe in taking your, your, your advice only from internet or from television? Is it people who fear God who give you that advice? I know we will argue that some of them are, say, psychologists or whatever. It is good they have been trained in that. But let's just talk on advice that you get on the street. Maybe you, are, you have a problem in whatever you're going through. Where do you get your advice? I'm happy to say to you, if you want to succeed in whatever you do, because what is in our hearts as human beings is to succeed. Be someone who gets friendly with the word and look at your association. A very practical example. If you associate with people who are thugs and you want to start a business, they will advise you to go and steal. You can use the back door to get whatever you need for whatever project you, that's an advice that they give to you. Unfortunately, not everybody succeeds in these kinds of things. Assuming you get caught and you are taken to jail, your name is tarnished and you feel the pain of being in prison just because you received false advice. But if you are a person of integrity, a person who delights in the word of God and does things the right way, you will succeed. God guarantees that to those who refuse to walk in with the wicked sinners, coffers, or mockers, that he will be with them and he will watch over them. There is nothing as, being, <clears throat> as knowing that whatever you do, God has says you have a blessing. To know that God blesses whatever you do, he is part of what you are doing. You are running a business, God is part of your business. You are a student, God is part of your learning. You are an employee. God is part of your work. You are a CEO. God is part of your, of, your, of your leading. You are maybe whatever you can regard as your job and whatever you are busy with. But if you are a person who does this, who fears God, meditates on the word, God is there. You have the favor of the Lord. You will receive things that you don't even deserve. And it is actually even eschatological that in the end, you will see 
God. Success is in doing the word of God. It is not in anything. Success is in the word of God, doing it, finding pleasure in it, reading and meditating on it, and applying it in your life, and your life will never be the same. May God richly bless you. I exhort you today that you read the word of God and you avoid to walk in the counsel of the wicked or to stand in the way of the sinners or sit in the sin in the seat of the mockers, but delight in the law of the Lord. Well, we have come to the end of the service today. I believe God and minister to you and the word of God has given you direction on how to succeed. Success is in the word of God, meditating on it, applying it in your life and doing exactly what you say, what it says. I believe God has ministered to you through his word, the first psalm. May God bless you and be blessed in his word.